They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Brant Menswar. DJ Khaled! Yeah! Yeah! All I do is win, 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 no matter what. The money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody's hands go up, up, up. And they stay there, and they stay there. Can they stay there? I kind of wish I knew that song. <laughs> Probably should have listened to it before we started. All I do is win, win, win more. I see what's going on. Do you? I guess first you'd have to find some before you can win more. Nobody's going to know what that is until nope. we get into this. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on yeah. Thoughts That Rock. It is yeah. the podcast that is about exchanging two pieces of mm-hmm. life-changing advice. Yep. We try and do that in about a half hour. That's right. And it's always sponsored by Buki Call. I love those dudes. It's the innovative book discovery platform, cleverly disguised as a dating app. It's blowing people's minds. It matches you with books. This is so crazy. You looking for a book up? Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> Always. That came out way dirtier than I thought it would. Yeah, what Look, just download the app. Go it on iOS. Get it on Android. Get it wherever you get it. It's probably on WhatsApp, whatever. Let me ask you a question. Sure. What's better than a mocha latte? Uh, not much. Uh, sip a shante? What's better than some chocolate? <laughs> I don't really know. Actually, what is better than a sip of shante? Um... We've been told that Shantae isn't a thing, so I would guess it's pretty much anything. <laughs> the answer is books. All oh, of those. Books. If you like this show, we're asking you to do us a little favor. A we've little. never done this before. A ever. wee little favor. A wee little favor. This is the first time we've ever asked this, if you're a first-time <laughs> listener. Do us a favor. Go give us a five-star rating and a written review. That would mean the world to us because... It actually helps. Like the more people that listen to the show, yes. we wind up donating a little bit more money to this killer, awesome. We've told organization. you we are out of email addresses. We can't we constantly can't anymore. anonymous ourselves to death. Okay, yes. we need to make sure that we get as many as possible, as many ears as possible, so we can donate as much money as possible to Cannonball Kids Cancer. You've got to check this organization out. When kids have run out of options for mm-hmm. treatment, they actually fund cutting edge treatments and get these kids into these trial programs to give them hope you can be a part of that hope go to cannibalkidscancer.org those guys are rock stars yep and listen we know how busy you are super you know, busy grabbing a, just a few yeah. moments little nuggets of wisdom we like to say Tasty. to amp up your life yep we get it they're hard to come by they which are. is why it doesn't matter what you're doing right now nope. i mean you could be well, i don't know sitting in a canadian tree stand looking for bigfoot hey Hoser, <laughs> maybe you're slowly raking sand in a Zen garden. Maybe you're crossing Lake Tohopakalaika in an airboat. It's a big lake. Doesn't matter to us. We just bring the half hour you've been looking forward to all week. It's a big lake. Rock on.
Our guest today is Matt Serto, who is the CEO and principal of Find Some and Win More, which is an Orlando-based digital marketing agency. He's also the host of the Brand Narrative Podcast, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. Uh, just to be transparent, Matt is also our landlord yes. for our businesses. So, yes. you know, when you hear us talk about Thoughts That Rock, which we are on right now, or Bookstar PR or Buki Call, that is all in this one building. And Matt has been gracious to let us sort of hang our hat here. And uh, because of that, he's making one of the rare in-studio appearances. We don't have a lot of these, but no. he's going to be here today he's sitting right in front of us. We keep it. We keep it sort of relegated to royalty. That's it. Or landlords. <laughs> or landlords. And sometimes they're, they're all the lord. same. They're a lord. They're the, they're the both. At the I end of the day, roommate. they're both. Yes. Roommate. First off, Matt, welcome to Thoughts at Rock. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, I felt obligated. We had to. We see you every day. And we, I think we were guilted into having him on the show. Or you ran out Jeez. of gas. Well, that's right. Or One both. Two, yeah. It could have been a little Who both. Who do we have? <laughs> Who do we have left? Go get Matt. Let's go get Matt. <laughs> Matt will do anything. That's how that works. We will obviously uh, have Matt's bio in the show notes. We highly encourage you to go check it out. He's uh, extremely impactful and influential here in the Central Florida area. But a couple cool things we thought we'd point out. First off. You know, he's a uh, frequent guest speaker on a lot of topics around marketing, web strategy, um, SEO strategy, advertising, PR. He sort of is a catch-all in that realm. Um, I know that you've also helped out in some trials before and, and has been used as, a, uh, as an expert in some of those areas. I thought it was pretty cool to find out that uh, Matt was asked uh, to be at the White House to speak at a domestic economic forum with President Bush in 2002, and then also spoke at the White House in 2016 concerning President Obama's computer science for all initiative. So both sides of the realm there. We yeah, like that. You, you, know, you were worried that we were just picking one. I was one. like, what's happening here? I mean, I've driven by the White House. <laughs> yes, uh, I've heard of it. I've not been asked to actually enter the premises. <laughs> and no. now I've arrived here. <laughs> and now he's here. So really, it was sort of a, it was a stepping stone. <laughs> you know, now he's at the Encore. Uh, Matt serves on a lot of philanthropic boards. He's an active community participant. Um, he's been recognized by the Orlando Business Journal as one of the most influential men to watch, and it's 40 under 40 list three times. Boom. Brant, you've been on the 50 out of 50,000 <laughs> just in your own circle of friends, so it's a little different. It was a Listen, it was a charity calendar. It That's was. All I'm say. Yes, Mr. November. That was right. It was yes. just one month. <laughs> one month. One That's month of it. my life. That's it. You know? It was your own calendar, and you had other people <laughs> Look, on there. That says was, a lot went, about it you. It went to friends and family. Just it was, it was enough. It was a nice stocking stuff. Yes. I already mentioned that Matt is the host of the Brand Narrative Podcast, but uh, we really, other than the time that we've spent here in the building, um, we know him also as the founder of a couple books. One is Found connecting uh, with customers in the digital age and the one that we really help support on the bookstar PR side, which is formulaic mm -hmm. how thriving companies market from the core. And that uh, we, again, I know we've already welcomed you, but we're just so honored that you're here, man it means a lot. Well, and vice versa. I'm a big fan of the show and everything you guys do. And we love having you here. Bring a lot of do energy you? in life. We do. <laughs> Depends on. And I always the wonder. Day. I always wonder what goes on up here because I hear jumping up and down. I hear clapping. I have a lot, and so this is it. I'm in. I'm on. This the is what happens. Yeah. yeah, you're part of the inner core. My, my office is well, right below. As so. you as you can tell, we are really into working out and <laughs> yes, into our, into our health. So if you hear that, is that just, what he thinks is going on up here? What we're going to tell him is happening is that yes. we are getting healthy. 
so 2022. I'm not sure we've ever even talked to you about what your your people think about us. I know they've come and gone depending on the pandemic, but you've got all the cool kids down there, and they know there's this ragtag group of of you know the island of misfit toys up here. Well, you're referred to as the book people. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> like the oh, sand people? Don't and, talk to them. They're and, part of the book people, and, and only in the most uh, affectionate uh, way. affectionate way. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So people. Um, no, we we love the interaction. We love the passing by, and you know we've gone through this work from home hybrid, back yeah. to work from home, yep. and now there's more of you here than us. So you know it's Isn't really your place. Yeah, technically, you think about it. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Well, we've been meaning to talk to you about some extra <laughs> space <laughs> while we've got you on. I have this image in my head of you know the, the hunchback of Notre Dame, like we're at the end of the bell tower here. It's the book people. The yes. <laughs> Bring <laughs> us your big books. Stacks, yeah. He's got a cat down there yeah. that he pets. <laughs> I think he's just been relegated to a Bond villain somehow. Oh so uh, I think, Matt, you've listened to a couple of these episodes before versus the traditional you know, interview style that you probably have, have heard on other podcasts. We get right to the point of this awesome advice, you know, and that's really what our audience is looking for. So we're going to turn the floor over to you, my friend. What is your thought that rocks? Thoughts that rock, number, number one. one. Well, I'll tell you, you guys invited me to this conversation. I've been thinking about this. There are a lot of thoughts that I've relied on and depended on as I've tried to plod my way through my career and take steps toward what I, what I hope is success and contribution. And, and one of those thoughts, and I kept, kept coming back to it, was relying too much on your own gifts will make you fail. Um, and that's a little bit of a, of a backdoor thought about where all that comes from, but relying on what you've been gifted with too much and just coasting can lead to failure. Yeah. So we know just from our <coughs> research team here that we have, thanks Jim. Yeah. Um, that You're this, welcome. this quote comes from a movie, not just a movie, but one of my favorite it's movies of all time. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> it's not a, a while. That is one of my favorite movies. Yes. This is actually in my top three. Mm. And it's arguable as to which which really place it is, but it's the natural. Yeah, Robert Redford. Yeah, mm. have you seen it? I of course many times. Yes. Yeah, I love it. So this quote comes from the natural. Can you set it up a little bit for us, Matt? Absolutely. I'm glad you asked because <laughs> you know in this movie it's it's probably important to note it came out right when VCRs were becoming a thing. So right. I, this is maybe the first movie or second movie I saw at home. Mm. And I was young, uh, don't want to date myself, I was probably 10 or 11 years old, and in the beginning of the movie, a young Robert Redford, it's another actor, is, you know, outside on a farm throwing with his dad. He and his dad are playing catch, and the dad notices that this guy, this kid has a gift. He's probably 9 or 10 years old, and he starts throwing the ball through at a fence, he gives him a spot, and the ball goes through the fence. Mm -hmm. Just boom, and his dad's like, wow. And his dad, in this introduction, says, Roy, that's the kid's name, uh, you've got a gift. He said, but it's not enough. Uh, y y you've got to develop yourself. And if you rely too much on your own gifts, then you'll fail. And when I first saw that, my dad was watching as a huge baseball guy. He, he like paused it and rewound it. And we were there watching. He said, did you hear what he said? Because that's exactly what we, we mm. espouse. He goes, like, mom and dad, like, this is exactly what I want you to be thinking about, is developing, identifying what your talents are and making the most of them. So that's where that comes from. It's been a special quote in our family and, and one I just think about all the time. 
And so how do you use that? I mean, I would guess in the family, you guys talk about this. That's been handed down now from your dad that you probably talk yep. about it with your, your family, but yep. maybe also at work. Is that something that you talk about regularly? Do you parlay that somehow over to the team or is it just sort of indirectly through others? Cause I mean, if this is a big part of you, do you use that exact quote? Well, I think about the thought, the sentiment to me is, is what I lean on and think about quite a bit and reflect on. And it's a daily, you know, it's a daily focus, I think on effort, on work, on intensity yeah, and focus. And, um, you know, we've had the company now for 26 years. And if you really think about it, 26 years is how many days and, and it's day by day by day that you wake up and you say, I got to develop myself. I've got to think about how this company can improve, how I can improve. It's not a quote I have on the wall and, and shout out to people, but I think yeah. it, it's, it's how I try and lead. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to take it one step further, knowing every scene of this movie, um, like I do. So what I love about this quote uh, is this idea that having a gift is not enough. So those who have, who have not seen the movie, um, you know, Roy ends up getting caught up in, in his younger days into some nefarious, uh, chicanery. Yes. Mm -hmm. Circumstances. <laughs> and, um, what'd you call it? I don't even know. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna have to go get my dictionary. <laughs> Sounds like Shantae. <laughs> That's right. Shakira, Shakira. Um, there is, uh, this, you know, he, he ends up missing out on like the prime years of his, of his ability to play baseball. And he starts sort of to come back as a, as a dinosaur in baseball ages, right? I'm like, he's now, um, not exactly a spring chicken and he shows up on this team and he knows what, what this shot is and what it means to him more than any of the young guys who are, who are there yeah. on this team who have sort of taken it for granted that they're, they're playing baseball for a living. Mm -hmm. And here he is at this late stage, he shows up. All he wants is a shot, right? And they don't give him a shot when he shows up because He's an, he's an old timer. He's like, what are you doing here? Like, who, who, who do you know that said yes to this contract? Because there's no way. So he shows up every day. He comes to practice every day. Yeah. And he gives it everything he's got. And by doing that, he gets a shot. And then he just tears it up, right? Everybody is like, who is this guy? Where has he been? How has he not ever been on anybody's radar? And because of that, he, he ends up influencing the team through his action to the point where you know he the the, the movie centers around um, you know he's really one of the greatest hitters who has ever lived in this movie, and um, the the bat that uh, he uses has sentimental value because it sort of came indirectly from his father. I'm not going to ruin it for those who haven't seen the movie, but it comes from a tree that mm -hmm. uh, uh, is attached to his father, uh, a memory of his father, and so it, it's got a lightning bolt sort of inscribed in the bat. And so because he has this incredible talent and the ability to sort of really um, hit the ball, he shows up to practice one day and everybody's wearing a patch mm -hmm. with a lightning bolt on it. Mm -hmm. He didn't ask. Yeah. He didn't do anything. All he did was show up every day knowing that his gift wasn't enough, that he was going to try to to give it his all every single day. And now the team is is influenced by that. They put this patch on because they think it's going to make them better hitters. Yeah. And, and now all of a sudden the team believes that they have a shot of winning a pennant that when he got there, there was no shot that they were ever going to have an opportunity to win the pennant. So to me, 
I love this thought, but I love in the movie what this thought leads to, which is shut up and do the work, right? right. Which is show up, give it everything you've got, and don't take for granted the opportunity that's in front of you because there's a lot of people who never get that shot, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I think I, you know, and I looked at it a little bit differently because I I'm, I'm thinking of today's generation too, and I think these kids today that want to let's say be a gamer. Like I, I know several teenagers, like they want to be a YouTuber. That's what they want to do in life. And they think they're going to be successful because somebody one in a million chance actually made money and is successful. And so they look at that as the career. And so you think about parents today trying to spend more time going, okay, you can do that. You want to be a musician like you, Brand? Great. You want to be a painter? Great. You might have the talent, you might get lucky, but let's just have a backup plan. Sure. Let's at least learn a skill. Let's at least go to college. Let's just work hard, have that great work ethic in case you're not going to be a gamer for a living. So I think part of this, when you, you talk about don't rely too much on your gift, maybe you've got some talent. You know, I know that when I went to school, I, I my whole school was paid for. I was a music major with a scholarship, 100%, but I was mediocre. I was okay. I knew I was not going to make it as a musician. If I didn't work hard at something else like teaching or training or whatever, I, I would probably be in a position where I'd be miserable at a job just sort of haphazardly walking through. So You'd be singing lead for Big Kettle Drum. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, but you know, part There's of, nothing wrong with that. Right? <laughs> part of this quote, too, is that there's an emphasis on developing yourself. And I think that's part of everyone's journey is yeah. first to figure out what your gifts are. Yeah. I think we all have gifts. Yep. Yeah. It's identifying what they are. And there are different ways you can do that. You can do it through feedback. You can do it through tests. Uh, you can do it through self-assessments. There are lots of different ways to do that. But then a focus on what do I need to do around that identification of gifts to make myself better, to make myself more effective. And that's a journey for everybody. And and I think it's also important to say, you know, because you talk about putting in the work. Part of that is you can just focus on activity. And I love that quote of don't don't confuse activity with achievement. (laughs) And you can insert whatever word you want for achievement. Don't don't confuse activity with results. I think part of it is figuring out what are the things I need to do with the limited finite time that I have in order to develop those gifts in a better way. And that's that's a lot of trial and error and a lot of effort. And it's not easy, as you guys can attest, and it's it, it can be really frustrating along the way. Well, and also you have to worry about people that have so much talent, which I think also is part of the whole movie and that quote. People become complacent. They rely so much on it. And then you could you know, football is probably a, a great analogy. You have somebody who's so completely talented, but they wind up having an injury. And now where do you go? You don't have, you haven't got developed any other skill. You haven't focused on anything else. We know people in the NFL that go bankrupt after getting out. Even right. you know they were relying on this thing taking them forever, and oops, something went wrong. It reminds me one of my favorite TV shows with was uh, Friday Night Lights. Oh yeah, you guys saw it. So I know the movie is a little bit separate from from the show itself. The very first episode, the star quarterback, the character Jason Street, yeah, six got got injured and paralyzed. <laughs> Six. That was the yeah. They that's how, yeah, that was his number, and they loved that. Um, wound up not knowing what he was going to do in life because he had relied on that talent. On the flip side, you think of somebody like Tim Tebow, who we love in a lot of ways. That guy was a hundred percent homeschooled and wound up. His parents helped him with some local sports stuff. Wound up going to college and winning not only the national championship Heisman Trophy. But then you get into the NFL, right? If you were purely relying on just the talent, which let's be honest, I mean, he was, he got a team, 
to a playoff game, but for the most part, mediocre. The guy still stays in shape. He's NFL ready, you would think, or maybe USFL ready. Debatable. Debatable. <laughs> right. <laughs> Arena football yeah, ready. So am I. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but, you know, here he is influencing people in the way he writes, yeah. in his ministry, in, in creating uh, something my own daughter's been a part of with Night to Shine. I mean, he's yeah. created something for special needs kids. Yep. Where everybody gets crowned king and queen. He's got this prom for special needs people, which is now reaching hundreds of thousands of people in hundreds of churches. I go, that guy, if he would have just said, I'm a football player, he'd be in the ditch. And I think now you look yeah. at him and go, he's probably impacting and influencing more people because of the quote that you talked about. He said, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna focus not just on that one talent, I'm gonna utilize all of my gifts. Yeah, he's developing himself and I think that's the you know, let's 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 address the elephant in the room in Antonio Brown this week. Oh, <laughs> yes, you I know. was not going to bring it. Up. Uh, yes, yeah. uh, you somebody know, has to. So, as a as a lifelong Patriots fan and and Tom Brady uh, uh, fan as well, you know, uh, this this whole incident that happened this past weekend, Antonio Brown in the third quarter, Bucks are losing. Um, he uh, is asked to go in the game by his coach and refuses. Yeah, he's asked the second time to go into the game. He refuses again. The coach says, that's it, you're done. Uh, so he proceeds to take off his pads, take off his shirt, throw his shirt and his his gloves and everything into the stands, walks across the field, through the end zone, <laughs> yeah. to the point where security thinks that he's a crazy fan because no one recognizes him without his gear on. Yeah. And um, Listen, we've all done this at work. Yeah. <laughs> so we get it. We totally get it. I don't know if you know that this is what happens when you're not here, man. <laughs> this is how we choose to leave the office every day. Yes. <laughs> he throws his shirt at me and he storms out the back. Um, you know, the, the, the thing that drives me nuts is here's a guy with an incredible gift, like a Hall of Fame gift yeah. that refuses to develop himself. Yeah. And I don't care if developing himself is seeking the, the proper mental health counseling that he needs or whatever that needs to be it it's it's not even about a situation where tebow you know who has got uh, obviously some natural gifts as well and and channels those gifts into other things, other things yeah right this is something that developing yourself just to be a happy healthy you know human being period you have this opportunity. You've had multiple chances to develop this. You've been given multiple chances to to step up and do the right thing, and you continually do the wrong thing every time. You know, for as much as I hate seeing someone who I believe is probably suffers from some sort of of mental illness, I don't know how you go and do some of the things he's done. If you're not, I don't want to assume that, but I don't want to minimize it as well. There can also be just the fact that you're an a hole and and you're just a disruptor and you just want to disrupt the team and want all the attention for yourself. I'm choosing to look on the other side of that and say. Here's a guy who's struggling, obviously, with something in his life, and he doesn't mm -hmm. have the proper tools to handle that. This is where the, the gift truly isn't enough, right? Right. And that talent is not going to get you to the Hall of Fame in and of itself if you don't have a team to play for because you haven't developed your interpersonal skills to the point where you are a good teammate. Sure. And I think that that's a great point here is the talent without team I don't know how you well, treat it. Well, it reminds me. I don't know if you guys watched The Last Dance. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With it was great. Jordan and the Bulls, yep. and that was such a gift during the pandemic, the, we're, the beginning part right. of the pandemic. Thank you. We're yes. still in it. But yes. It reminds me of Scottie Pippen. Yep. And the year that Jordan was out, he was out for a couple of years. He was semi-retired playing baseball, whatever he was doing. Comes down to the last shot in the game, and now Pippen's thinking, I'm the man. Yeah. And 
coach calls a timeout. Phil Jackson says, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're jaws up this play for Tony Kukoc to get the last shot. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> They're about to go back in the game, and Pippen just stays on the bench. Yeah. Doesn't go back in the game. Yep. And because he was not called, he was not given this, you know, he's the man now That's for right. this particular shot. Tony Kukoc makes the shot. Yep. Yeah. And what an embarrassing thing. Right. And that's now part of that's – that's what people are going to remember that's Antonio right. Brown for. Is, that's exactly right. Is running off the field. Mental illness right. sure. aside, sure. Uh, we don't know. Right. I don't know. But yeah. um, with Pippen, there's never been a hint of that. That was just, hey, I'm, I'm the man. That's yeah. right. That, that's that's why I think it's hard to – like you said, you, you really have to have a little bit of grace. Um, you know, he, he's had so many opportunities and other stuff off the field, on the field in the past. But – this guy was, I think, three catches away and a touchdown away from a million-dollar bonus. <laughs> right. And you, you give up that. So this is a million-dollar mistake, number yeah. one, and whatever yeah. it's going to happen. He may not even play in the NFL. Who knows? Right. right. But he's on a team receiving balls from Tom from, from the GOAT. Yep. He potentially lost out on all this other yep. Super Bowl just to solidify his place even more. It, it's It's got to be tough on there. But, but I think your point is, one, somebody like a Tebow who will develop yourself is working on hard work and not to say that Antonio Brown sure. is a hard worker. He probably is. But if all you've done is rely on this one thing, this one cool gift that you have yep. and you pass it up and not look around and say, I need to just enhance that, which is going to fit in in a moment here to our second thought too. You're really going to miss out. You're really going to yeah. miss out. And all it takes is for one thing to have a house of cards uh, in your life. I think, well, I think it's, you know, we, we have, Jim, you and I and our endeavors together for years and businesses, we, you know, the, the first thing we tell anyone that, that works with us or, uh, is that we have a continuous improvement culture mm -hmm. straight to the top. Right. And that's, that's just, if we are not constantly trying to get better, um, and improving, not just the business or the process, but ourselves, then what's the point? There's One no, of us for sure. Right. Well, and I've done my best, but there's only so much I can do. But your best isn't uh, good enough. <laughs> I hear Are we bringing in bad I, songs I, I from will, the 70s? I will edit. This will be in the background. <laughs> Simply the best. <laughs> um, there, there is this idea, I think, that, especially from leaders, right? The, the best leaders know that, that it is, it's continuously trying to improve yourself. And, and even if you are a gifted leader, um, I think that uh, without the approach of trying to continually get better, uh, you're, you're limited as to where you, your capabilities are going to take you, right? 100%. Um, and, and I think we've seen that even, you know, in, in places where uh, companies have been incredibly successful, but they refuse to change um, or, or improve. And, you know, uh, to, to take some of Jim's teachings from his book, you know, you end up with one of these four letter descriptions of your business of nice or fine, you know, fine, good, good okay, right? All, spell it out. Yeah. All, all <laughs> yeah. of those things that, that those are our four letter words. Never yeah. thought about it. They're never going to take you to where you, where you want to be. Right. And that's, you rely to me in this, in this sense, even of this gift for a new employee who joins your team. Um, if they relied on the heritage, as Jim would say, of the of the company itself, and not actually developing themselves or moving or pushing things forward, that heritage is only going to get you so far. But that heritage isn't the current culture of the company; it's the past. And yeah. so, in in that way, I think it's uh, as leaders we have such uh, an important job of getting people to live in the now, in the current, and understand that they are part of the culture, and that their gifts that they bring to the table are literally what makes up the culture of the organization. 
vision and and you can use the heritage to help drive things forward but if you only rely on that gift or heritage that you've been given when you arrive you know, you're not going to, you're not going to reach them. And Matt, levels. you've probably seen this because first off you deal with this, your, your podcast, you can talk about that for a second too. The, the brand narrative podcasts are these the types of things that you talk about? Cause you're very, you're highly aware of this exact thing with, with big companies or even maybe some of the local ones you've dealt with. Yes. And, and the podcast is another example of, I didn't need to do a podcast, but you know, it's interesting Tim Ferriss is one of the sure. most popular podcasts out there. Sure. And I listen, and, and he talks a lot about all the byproducts of a podcast, mm-hmm. even down to identifying your own verbal tics when you are speaking and how mm-hmm. to improve that because you're forced to listen to yourself, which is painful. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the the podcast itself, we we delve uh, at at Brand Narrative uh, FM. You can check it out, but we delve into the the core behind brands or underneath brands, the architecture how people approach brand we try and highlight examples of things that we think people are doing really well or what are their learnings that they're having along the way where they can say hey this has worked or this has not worked and so brand to us is so much at the core and culture is very much a a part of Mm -hmm. of the brand and how a company can go about creating that and that's a big part of the book formulaic is we talk about the connection between culture and brand quick story on that uh, I talk in the book about a restaurant that we worked with on the brand marketing exercise and completely redesigned the veneer, logo, signage, website, everything of a restaurant that wasn't doing so well. It was doing okay, mm-hmm. to use your, one of your mm-hmm. four-letter words. Change the veneer, change the color of the paint on the outside of the vehicle, to use that metaphor. The engine was never changed. Yeah. You went back to that restaurant couple months later, the service experience was blah. Yeah, same. The food experience was blah. Another four-letter word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why is the culture was never adjusted to say, hey, this is what we're about. This is what we want people to feel. Are we hiring according to that culture? Are we screening according to that culture? Or what are we doing to build and celebrate the culture that we want? And so those are those are some of the things we look at, but it's it's very very important ultimately to to what a customer feels. Yeah, well, and to bring it back home, also you you make a great point. You hire people to these talents that you mm-hmm. need in your organization, but if you don't create a learning environment, if nobody ever gets better, right? You know, one of my favorite books is one by Marcus Buckingham that talks about first break all the rules. I'm a big believer. If it isn't broken, break it anyway. We constantly are trying to figure out. How can we make this thing or my life or whatever better than it was yesterday? There are a lot of people that freaks them out. They'd rather be consistent, steady, Eddie. Let's don't rock the boat. Keep doing what we're doing. And that's fine. Another four letter word. We want comfortable is too many letters. We want <laughs> comf. comf. <laughs> I'm going to totally put that in my next book. Don't be so comf. Um, I, I think that we want to develop ourselves. And I think most people want to get better at something. Yeah. So I, I think your quote again, and this will probably lead us to the second one. You just don't want to rely on it. Don't, don't just the pure talent, unless it's like you're saying, Brant, which is use it to expand it into other areas. Yeah. Use your natural gifts to yeah. develop these other areas, not just in case, although that would be awesome for right. today's workforce. It's, you just can't rely on that forever. That's right. Age is going to catch up with you. The dynamics are going to change. The marketplace is going to change. Whatever yeah. it is, you've got to start looking at how can I, maybe have more impact and influence, even if my circle of influence is just myself or my family. Yeah. And I mean, it leads us into our thought, which I think is perfect, which comes from 
Derek Jeter. The man. Force that rock number two. There may be people who have more talent than you, but there's no excuse for anyone to work harder than you do. I, I actually love the quote, right? And so, so on, on one side, I have uh, the people who want that success, but they're not willing to to put in the effort. So I, I, I'll use Matt's book as a perfect scenario, right? So his book comes with this incredible sort of fold out um, supplement, gu- supplement yeah. guide map um, with a bunch of very detailed, structured questions that you need to be able to answer if you want to, to have this brand success that you're looking for. And, and I love it because it goes to show you what's necessary to reach that level of success. Mm-hmm. And just because you want it doesn't mean you're willing to put in the work. And when you unfold this supplement and see how much work goes into being able to have the answers necessary to get to that next level, a lot of people would just go, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. I'm not going to put in that much effort. I've got too much work to do. And they, they, they lean on the side of busyness or activity and not on that strategic answering of these questions and planning to have a clear understanding of who you are and what you want to do and where you want to go. Um, I remember the first time that I, that I unfolded it and looked at it, I was just like, Holy sh- Nikes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, but I can't not say that we haven't looked at it and, and asked those questions about bookstar or bookie call or whatever yeah. we're doing, because we know that winging it is not going to get it done at the level that we want to exit at. And, um, and I think it, that comes straight down to, to the, the talent factor, right? It doesn't matter on the talent if you are not going to put in the work. And it, and it, and it brings me to one of my other favorite movies, which is Rudy, mm-hmm. right? Here's the, here's the guy with limited talent and height and, and everything else that Six came nothing, <laughs> right? easy nothing. that's right easy <laughs> sorry and and uh you know uh, now we all think of of rudy as the ultimate uh, you're not going to outwork me yeah right and and for what for one moment at the end of the last game of his career i mean that if you think about how much we revere this movie and that you're going to do it he did it for one what two plays at the end of the game mm-hmm. uh, an inconsequential to anyone who's actually ever been a, 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 an athlete you're going <laughs> how many years worth of work to, to get in to get my little but that level of focus and intensity and working hard made it made it you know work for him and 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 he got that that sort of opportunity to get in and shine and he actually i love that he that he gets a tackle and he does the whole you know it wasn't just that he was in the game it was this whole deal but i think that that's we sort of have this culture where the underdog is is where we want people to sort of get behind and root for it and and i want the underdog work ethic with someone who has talent, <laughs> right? You know what I mean. That's the perfect. That's the best of both worlds, right? Or are you directing the work in such a way that it's actually helpful? Right. I used to have a baseball coach. He would say, "Practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect." Right. Right. Yeah. You've got to be focused in that energy. Um, you have to be applying the work in the right way. I, I think I can't help but invoke another movie, non-sports. I hope it's a sports <laughs> one because this is non-sports sports network today. Young blood, Christmas. <laughs> Sorry, Christmas vacation. Oh, right. Okay. okay. All right. So, Clark, it's 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 Clark now works dusk. hard. Clark has finished the lights yes. on the house. Yes. 
And the family is assembled out front, and you know where this goes because it doesn't work. He plugs it in and says, I give you the Griswold family Christmas, puts it together, and nothing. Yes. Right. And his mother-in-law, who's a couple of drinks in, just is hiccuping and says, kids, I hope you see what a waste of resources this was. Yes. Audrey says, Grandma, he worked really hard on this. And she says, well, dear soda washing machine. <laughs> You know, I mean, it just, it, it, th- that one sticks with me on, on the other side. Just, y- y- is your energy directed toward work that is actually helping you grow? Yeah. You talked about the Gators. I also think about Ron Zook, who was a coach who used to work very, very, very hard, mm-hmm. claimed that he would take his cell phone into a bag, into the shower with him in a baggie so he could take phone calls while he was, you oh, know. I can imagine. But the results didn't follow. Yeah. Right. For Coach Sook. Right. So I, I think it's a matter of how do I work smart? And and some people uh, have different styles to this. Look at the PGA. You look at, we talked about Bryson DeChambeau, who works a ton mm-hmm. on his game. Brooks Kepka doesn't yep. practice. They're both very successful yeah, right, right now. So it's, and hate each other. Oh, <laughs> yes. totally hate each other. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But as a team leader, so in your role at Find Some and Win More, I would think this also factors in, right? I would think you'd like to think that everybody on the team is 100% talented, right? But it might be... I've got a star. You know, if you're using that basketball analogy, you've got a couple Michael Jordans, but you need right. a couple Pippins and again Kuko. Oh, you you think about everybody yeah. that's on the team, yep. not as talented as as Jordan, but you've got to supplement it with people that can be soldiers, that can be hard workers, and I think that's where the supplement comes in. That for a lot of people that are yeah. maybe listening, they go, I should be using my natural talents. Yeah. Maybe the ones if you're faith based that, that God has given you. But right. in lieu of that, you should still work hard. You should still have a plan. And oh, by the way, maybe your role is to to supplement. Like between Brant and I, one of us is extremely talented. The other one works hard. <laughs> right. And we'll you let you just out God. whichever one you think about. But but I'm this is what helps us, I think complete each other if i can i'm looking at you with sparkle in my eye but you do you think you probably do that in, in the team that you for sure i think i think that um and and my faith as we've talked is very important to me and i think that god has given us all individual gifts and it's up to us to do with those what we will yeah um but i think too as you look at a team and this whole metaphor of chess versus checkers how as a leader do you look at your folks and say what what do they have? What does each one of them have? And just like chess pieces, they all have a very different role to play. Yeah. Whereas checkers just are pretty one-dimensional. They can go two directions, but yep. they're pretty one-dimensional. So I think figuring out who's gifted and where where are they comfortable. Personality profiles can be important too. I think in understanding, yeah. we have people that love to work, you know, on their own, locked yeah. in headphones, yep. and we have others that are very, very effusive have fusive personalities extroverted yeah. so it's, it's a matter of trying to as a coach blend all that together phil jackson was known to be great for this because yeah. i mean how do you take a guy like michael jordan scotty pippen steve kurt yeah. dennis rodman sure. yeah 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 i mean you could go down the list very different personalities and then hopefully put them in, together in such a way that that it works well, yeah. one of our buddies alan stein jr tells this great story of kobe when he was working um in training and, and had an opportunity to work with Kobe and uh, Kobe says, yeah, um, he said, uh, he'd asked Kobe if he could watch him work out. And Kobe said, yeah, that's fine. Um, you know, I'll, I'll meet you at four at the gym. And he was like, Oh, we have something at four. And he's like 4 AM. Mm-hmm. And so he shows up at 4 AM and Kobe had already been there for a half an hour working out. He was in full sweat, like ready to go. 
that talent with that work ethic is what made him one of the best that's ever done it, right? Yeah. And so, legend. Uh, uh, yeah. On one side, you have that where the ta- you know I can argue all day long that what made Jordan Jordan was he had the talent, but he had a work ethic. And, yep. a, and a competitiveness that was just unsurpassed maybe by anyone but but Tiger or someone at that level, you know, Kobe, LeBron to a certain extent, but not not at the I'm going to, you know, I'm going to win at all costs, which I think made Jordan both loved and hated at the same time. Sure. Um, but I come back to even on the on the flip side of this to um, to bring uh, Yellowstone into this mm-hmm. uh, in this last season of Yellowstone, you know, the, this young kid shows up. Um, who they they sort of take in, and um, Rip tells him that uh, he needs to be the first to the barn every morning. Yeah, and and the kid realizes that it's really hard to be first to the barn every morning, right? And and forget about talent. This kid's got no talent yet. Yeah, he doesn't even know what the talent is. All he knows is that he's got to be first to the barn, and even that takes more effort than he thought it was going to take to yeah. just simply show up, right? And that I, I I love that sort of juxtaposition between these two. You got one with super talent who gets that and still does it and shows up and is still first in the barn every day, and then you've got the person who is just starting out, and that's that may be the best piece of advice that kid gets his whole life. Right? Sure. Be first to the barn every morning, and know that there's always somebody who's out there trying to trying to beat you to it, right? And yeah. and, and if that means that if that 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 time of morning shifts by thirty minutes every morning, and you got to get there at two a.m., then you get there at two a.m. Exactly. Be, the kid ends up sleeping in the barn. I mean, yeah. that's that that metaphor. I think is it's a great metaphor. Is such a good thing for, for especially for people who are new to an organization or or new to a career in in some way, shape, or form to just say half the battle is is showing up first to the That's barn right. every day, right? And forget it. Your talent is just a plus. If, if you pick the so that's a great juxtaposition. If you go because the Jordans and the Kobe Bryant's are so rare to have both. Yep, that work ethic and the talent. Yep. So so you go okay. That's one end. The other is. I got nothing, so yeah. I've got to. I'm going to have to probably put in the work ethic. Yep. I think about. Um, I know I've shared the story, you know, not with Matt being here, but Rita Gilligan, who's yep. the very first server that was hired at Hard Rock, one of the original servers. I think there were 49 originally. She's one of the only ones that are still alive. She's in her mid 80s. She freely admits she wasn't that talented. She could hold her own, but she really wasn't that good of a server. But her work ethic, her personality, saved her, and she at one point had five houses fully paid for for all of her kids based off of burgers and beer and tips that she made from just a little bit of wing in it but it was hard work saying i'm gonna blow the roof off the joint because i just i I, my my skill enough isn't isn't gonna make it which kind of goes along with the quote you were saying but i think jeter's is is sort of you can pick your battle you can say maybe you've got the talent don't just rely on that. Maybe you have no talent. You better come with some work ethic. Yep. But maybe you're also in the middle, and there are people that are talented a little bit, and hopefully you're using those gifts. But you do the best you can, at least with the work ethic, to make up for that. So well, I that, hope people are learning a little bit of, you know, regardless of where they are on that scale. Well, I think, too, it, you know, we talk about all these sports metaphors, but, uh, you know, you, you, so much of this is motivation. What motivates you? What what gets you out of bed? What gets you excited? And sometimes when you start to have success, and you can see it in athletes, you can see it in leaders, you can see it in companies, mm-hmm. they become very comfortable. And I think there's also something on a leader to to continue to stay motivated because no one is no one's calling me saying, Matt, you getting up yeah. doing this today, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, 
Larry Bird is another guy. I just I hope that's okay as a Boston example. Oh, I love, yeah, he's okay. happy. I love that. Yeah, so Bird on. was another guy we grew up just revering. And years later, you hear Bird interviewed, and he says, you know, when I, I was experienced all this success, he goes, I used to, in, in his Bird Indian, I'm a yeah. Hoosier too, he yeah, goes, yeah. I used to think stuff up to get myself rattled. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> These guys, when Jordan did this yeah. too, they would make right. things up. That's right. Yeah. And, and so what is it that motivates you? And it doesn't have to be an enemy. It yeah. could be a calling. Yeah. It could be mm -hmm. a purpose that you, you feel um, really led to pursue or yeah. you feel responsible to do yeah. much as given, much as expected. And that, that's, yeah. a, that's a heavy weight. Yeah. Yeah. So with, I know you've got the podcast that you're doing now. You're just really getting out of the gate. You've been doing that for a couple months. Um, and you've got a couple books underneath your belt. And, and uh, by the way, we were honored to sort of be a part of that relaunch, if you will. Yes. Um, what, what's next for you? Cause I know you're, you're very involved in the community. Uh, sometimes we forget and then we, we see a newsletter, we see the podcast. Yeah. We're like, Matt's kind of a That's big right. deal. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> he talks to us and everything. It's crazy. Yeah, what, right. what, what's next for find some and win more? Well, I appreciate you asking. We have a very busy practice right now. Thankfully, uh, a lot going on as we roll into 2022 clients that are, uh, new coming on board clients that are continuing to do other things. We, we plan with them in sort of the end of the year and then go into the beginning of the year and, and have lots of projects on tap. The podcast is new and you guys have been great coaches to me on that. And mm. I'm, I've invited you, you guys are going to be on, uh, you know, here in, in the new year. I did want you get the invite? Yeah. I did. Did you not? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I well, thought you guys were I guess you know which one had the yeah. talent. Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm going to work real hard to get on that show. <laughs> but I, 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 no, I want to have you guys on. And, and uh, so the podcast is something we want to continue to grow. Mm -hmm. It's taken us, as you told me, it, already to some really cool places, metaphorically speaking, yeah. Yeah. That and with some cool conversations with people that are leading to others. So cool things around around the bend uh, for that. And then we're just growing as a firm. We're excited about our growth, adding people, uh, adding clients, and um, just trying to wade through this pandemic like everyone else we'd appreciate if you'd add a few more offices because yeah. we need some space down yeah. on this <laughs> end <laughs> if you, even if you go up we're you happy know, with that, uh, but we, that rooftop bar maybe yeah. is what happens next i don't know <laughs> we'd be happy with that i think so well listen man we were just we're, we're thrilled uh, not just with the thought that you brought uh to the party today but also your friendship and just helping us find a home i mean certainly you've made it so much easier for us your people are super nice um, if people could actually see the offices, I mean, it is 21st century from the electronics and lights coming on and I don't know how to use the restroom. We look yet. really good in here. <laughs> we do. We look like we're, Trust we me, know what we're doing. Every investment ask is a brochure of this place. <laughs> no, we, yes. we love this spot and you guys have added, added great life and energy and we, we love having you here. So thank you Whoa. both for the friendship and awesome. Just we're we're on this parallel journey together, and uh, it's fun to be doing it. Thanks, man. Sa same here. Um, where where can people get a hold of you, or maybe uh, learn a little bit more about you personally or the business? Sure. So if you go to www.findsomewinmore.com, that's a great place to start. Um, yeah, real quick, tell, find some and win more. I know that's a play on words, but tell us about why, why did you pick that as your company name? While so I started this company as a just a web developer on my own. Uh, I was a student, and it was a dorm room startup, and the company was called Web Solvers, and that was a very geeky web name, yeah. and that's all I did, though. I started yeah. just building web pages when I was yeah. like 19 years old, and over the years, we got into more marketing activity, and Web Solvers didn't work as a name to enter a client with and say, hey, we'd like to rebrand you, and our name is Web Solvers. Yeah. 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 Spider-Man fan? What is going on? <laughs> 
So at the time we had this tagline called finding and winning you customers and naming is the hardest thing to do for a business. You guys know you've been yep. through it. You got trademark issues yes. and we had lists of names and, um, Kelly Lafferman, who's my partner in the business, uh, she had written down on a list, find some and win more. And we were just so like, what's going to be the name? And I said, what is that? She said, what if, what if we took find and win and made, we made characters out of it. And the people in the room looked at each other like, that could be really cool. Mm -hmm. So find some and win more started as two people. It's really an idea. And the idea is what can we do to help you find and win customers? And that, th th that sounds trite, but there's a lot underneath the hood. When you, you unpack yeah. those two words, what do you do to find and win customers? It's a matter of locating them, getting exposure. It's all also a matter of influencing them, yep. being the right fit for them and being effective at what you do. Yeah. And so that's, that's what we've, we've built as a brand name and it's, we get a lot of compliments on it, and the people who don't like it are polite enough not to say anything. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so you don't know about it. Yeah. You have really leaned into it, though, because there are life-size cutouts of these yes. fictional characters called Mr. Feinsome and Mr. Winmore, who scares the crap oh out of me. Oh, my gosh. Opening up the elevator. and, and Early morning, late night exits. <laughs> yes. Running into Mr. Feinsome or Mr. Winmore. <laughs> yeah, one of the two. You scare the crap out in of me. In the elevator. I, uh, I love when the elevator opens, and it's right there, and I think there's somebody in the elevator. <laughs> yes. I, I, I don't know what the creative team does at night. Yes. Um, I see some empty wine bottles from yeah. time to time. Yes. I don't know if those are yours. Those aren't ours. Those are not ours. Yes. I think it's Mr. Winmore yes. pleading the fifth. His parties. But, um, he's right. infamous for those parties late night. I think Mr. Winmore is more of a bourbon kind of guy from what I can <laughs> gather. Exactly. <laughs> but So, again, the, the website, those find some and win more. It's not Just the... findsomewinmore.com. Gotcha. Um, we're on all the social places, Instagram, at find some win more and you know bios all that good stuff is out there yeah. and we'd be happy to connect with people that um want help with those questions that you talked about and Love it. want to write us a big check you know heck yeah, yeah. that'd yeah. be great yeah that's awesome well <laughs> kidding let's do it sort of credit card too that's yes. fine yeah, we that's love right. you man thanks a lot love for stopping too. by and just sharing a little fun. bit of advice with uh with our audience thanks awesome. guys Rock you got roll. it we'll talk to you soon rock on Hey, rock stars, thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. Yeah, and if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, whether as a webinar for a virtual event or in person as a conference keynote, contact us directly at thoughtsthatrock.com. Until next time, rock, rock on. on.